0: Go in. I want all the smoke. Why, Cleft? I'm like, why is you a chef? You ain't cooking up nothing. You fronting. Matter of fact, you be running. My niggas on the block will cut you like a pumpkin. I don't give a fuck. You sweeter than a pumpkin. Yeah, you acting like you stunting with a little Bugatti and Abu Dhabi. Motherfucker, I'll body you. Come through. Hit you with the two like Marty do. I got major beef with the Wu Tang Clan.
1: Heavy beef if the Wu-Tang is watching this. <laughs> so here's my Wu-Tang story. Shout out to the whole Wu, by the way. So the Fuji's had a show. I think it was the Omri, Uptown. And so at the time, like, people was trying to figure out... There was a word in hip-hop. The word was called alternative. Like, so when they didn't know, like... If, if you wasn't saying, like, I'm going to put a cap in your ass, you know, I just sold, like, three bricks this week, you know what I mean, and my gang is ready, then it was like, well, uh, they're either native. Uh, the word was called native tongue, right? That's what it was, right? The tribe word, right? Native tongue is either you was native tongue. But then the Fuji's come out, and we completely weird. So they don't want to classify us as native tongue. They're like, well, they're Caribbean. Then there's a, a girl who sings soul. Fuck it, they're alternative, perfect word. So you know everyone has to come up with this word to describe it. So so we're doing this show Uptown. Now, let me remember, it's the Wu-Tang Clan and Mob Deep, the Fuji's. So this is the time where hip hop has this quote of keeping it real, right? So, and then keeping it street, keeping it like, you know, everybody has a posse. You know, it's like the Wild Wild West, you know. And so can you imagine the Fuji showing up with instruments in the show? So of course I get there early and we're unloading and I win a bagel. You know, the drums, Jerry's bringing in the bass. Like, can you imagine? This is straight up a street show. And so, but my thing was like, look, at the end of the day, we a band. Like, the Beatles is a band. Cool and the Gang is a band. Like, we a band. Like, we got to show up. We got, we can't just, you know, we got our DJs. You know, when we used to do this in the parks, it wasn't just we had the DJ, but we had the musicianship. So I was like, they're going to dig this. They're going to love this. So we go up there and, yo, I hope Method Man is watching this because, yo, I remember this so vividly because there was a fight that broke out with the Wu-Tang on the outside. And I remember Method Man being in the middle of it, you know what I mean? And so at the time, you know, the promoters gotta pay you your money. You know, I got my little man Spider with me. Shout out to my man Spider from Jamaica. You know, the Fugees, we never was like, we never like rolled with an over posse, like millions of people, but I promise you If we had, like, five people, if y'all ever watched the five Deadly Venoms, that was really us, like, you know what I mean? So this whole thing breaks out now. And when this fight breaks out, all hell breaks loose. And people got to get their money. You see what I'm saying to you? So I don't know what happened, but a dude starts to walk... He's by himself. First, he's in black. And it looked like he's coming out of nowhere. And, you know, and he got his walk and he's moving like this, you know? And he like, ooh, I love the Fuji's. Ooh, I love the Fujis, But I'm with somebody ass today. And it's old oh, dirty bastard. Oh, Cyrus, And We find ourselves now in the middle of the rumble in the jungle, right? So just imagine this big war is going on, a big fight, right? So people want to get paid, like, it don't matter, like, promoters still got to pay. We amongst the middle. And now it's a standoff with uh, Osiris and us. You got to picture the scene. So I'm here... We got Prize, we got Jerry, my man Spider. And this is when I had to respect the call of the Wu-Tang Clan. Um, Because like before then, I would just like hear it on records and then like see it in music videos. And I was like, there's no way like these guys have a chain, a command like that. Like the Wu-Tang movie. So, I guess, all of a sudden, right, ODB goes, sooooo! Yo, I promise you not. I seen motherfuckers coming from the trees. I seen, like, people coming from under the stairs. Like, it, it all looked like everybody was in, like, Wu Tang attend, it was like, yo, where is these millions of guys coming in? Like when I tell you they were ganged up, it was overganged. And now they're in front of the Fuji's. To be continued. One of the wickedest in the world uh, is at first. In the world. Lord knows, uh. yeah, I. as alaikum. yeah, I. yeah, Don't test the tribe, no. Because that's do or die, yeah, This morning I woke up, yeah. Listening well, to the salamu this morning right. I woke up, yeah, I, uh-huh. barbing to Harlem, cause I'm a Garveyite, yeah, I, Yeah. clef,
0: Back Garveyite, Garvey, yeah, back to Africa. I, yeah, I, back to I mean, Africa.
1: Yes, Africa, I Garveyite, oh, I. Right. You know I had to give you an intro like that to show you how much I love you.
0: How
1: are you going to do me? We should have that for the album. I got you, Appreciate though. You know that. that. For- That's Uncle Clef. <laughs> That's two seconds. That's like drinking water where I come from. You know that. Coming from Haiti, first black republic, getting to America at 10 years old, Marlboro Projects in Brooklyn, Mama on Welfare, you know, and I always said my mom replaced a gun with a guitar in my hand, you know, ever since then I've been mm. gone to November. When I listen to you, um, the only way I could show you that I fully understand you, I'm going to show you, like, my appreciation for you first so you understand what you mean to me, man. Um, I feel like my birthday, man. <laughs> man, <play> it to mine. Ferg, Fet, CY Clef Jean.
0: Respecte. Never know how who they're come this. Yeah. I track both them nine, welcome and Chris. For a
1: yeah. refugee, we know Phoenix sound. Man, a bad man, man, a bad man sound. Fly with the guards. 12 is the tribe. Lion of Judah. David is the star. Why cleft the name? Born in Port-au-Prince. Prince. prince turned king. Lions at the fence. Uh. They try to maneuver the cougar. Yeah. Jagger, Hoover, hit me with a tranquilizer yeah. con I was trying to bring light what? To the tribe of Levi, bring mm, sight that's true. Cause I was raised in the zoo with Osiris uh-huh. See niggas still more gold than the pirates uh-huh. Gone to November, I was out of my mind I should have been selling paintings like JJ from Good Times. 40 acres in a mule dangled on my chain Once they <laughs> kill <laughs> me, <laughs> the on hey, that chain Bang, bang Son of pain went from nothing to being able. Brother can't. Yeah, Yeah. jealousy turning boy savage. No
0: passion for the Christ Free Barabbas Never know how Who they run Come this I track both Them nine Will come and crisp. What a refugee We not feel the song destiny. Man I'm bad Man, man bad
1: Man sound. Ride with the gods Twelve is the tribe Lion of Judah David is the star Why I clap the name Born in port au prince Prince turned king My lions is the fence. Ride with the gods Twelve is the tribe Lion the Judah David is the star. Why I the name? Born in Port-au-Prince. That's Prince us. turned king. Yeah. My lions at the fence. Yeah. New Jack City boy, Nina Brown. I was raised with them shot they don't fuck around. Fuck Do whatever around. it takes yeah. to grab your herb gates. Yeah. You got the juice but going gon' kiss your mama at the waist. Uh-huh. Pets call me, hey sis I drop. Cause most of my homies, they cause I know stop But I'm more like Sammy Davis with pressure advanced. Cause the more questions they ask, the more I tap dance. Yeah. If it wasn't <laughs> for this music, don't know what happened. Yeah. When I was jamming, Jimi Hendrix, they jammed up Manhattan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and most of my people are like immigration. Yeah. You know how many zones I know they facing deportation. You know how hard I had to work to get acclimations. Thought I was a sucker cause I wasn't drunk traffic. Yeah. Yeah. Ride with the gods. 12 is the trap. Lying at you, David is the star. Why I cleft the name? Born in Port-au-Prince. Prince Prince turned king. My lions at the fence. Ride with the ghost. Twelve is the tribe. Lion and Jew. David is the star. Why I cleft the name? Turn down, turn down. Prince Prince turned king. Now my guitar are all saying. Pull up, pull up. Pull up. So, That's crazy. So I can't Incredible. tell you. I can't tell you I'm a fan. I could just show you I'm a fan. Oh my gosh. Wow. When did you do that? Well, I did that. That shit when, is amazing. Well, I did that after listening to your song and falling in love with your message and then. I did something called Inspired. And Inspired was who inspires me from the new generation. Because I Mm. feel like the disconnect with the young generation and the older generation is frequency. And at the end of the day, we have to respect frequency. And the pulse is always in the youth, you know what I'm saying? You know, at 21, I had a different thought. I'm 50 now, you know, at 21, I couldn't see myself moving nowhere without a gun. You know what I'm saying to you? And All at right. 50, because of everything that I've been through, I've evolved and I've changed. But when I hear you, For that sure. frequency I can connect with. So the only way I could explain that was to to like give you some poetry and, 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 and me just telling you, how much I respect you, how much I respect Harlem, how much I respect
0: all of y'all and y'all movement in Harlem and what y'all been doing for years. Thank you for the flowers, OG. I appreciate you too, you're a legend. And if it wasn't for you, there'd be no me. And that's why you connect with me. I mean, we are all one anyway. At the end, that's Mm -hmm. why it's a universe. You know, it's one song, Mm -hmm. so. Like, you connecting to my music is only because I was connecting to yours and my family was connecting to yours and you was played in a household and I respected the message and the frequency that you and the Fuji's was on, so thank you. It's it's a planted seed that got to me and I grew with it. Man,
1: you're, you're, you're amazing, bro, and, you know, your story is incredible. You know, like, for us, like, Coming from a hut, no electricity, no water. I'm from a place called Lasser Nickname at times they call it Little Uzi Town. And mm. your story we relate to. So I have like a whole bunch of people like in Haiti that's tuned in. And Africa, the favelas of Brazil right now. Like I've been mm. all over. I've seen your name I've seen your faces on walls that you probably don't even know is on walls all around the world. Yes, so it's that's, important. That's crazy, man. I haven't probably touched down in that. Yeah, so it's important that the, my first
0: question is like your upbringing, first like, because... First I got a question for you. I got a question Go for you before you get All oh, day. Mm-hmm. When can you send me that song and when can we put that on iTunes?
1: Man, you're going to get the song... I got to put another verse on there. I got to put a verse on there, too. Yo, it's just ins- yo. I'm just inspired by you. So later today, you'll have the whole thing, man. It's my inspiration to you. Yes, sir. Okay,
0: Anything I, w- any I want to share that. With- I want to share that with the world if it's cool with you.
1: Man, it's beyond cool with me. Frequencies connect, family. For sure. You feel me? It seemed impossible, dog, where I came from, and telling people what I was gonna be. It seemed like. Impossible and when I watch you your movement, your speech, how you do it your way, how you move your way, where is that from, man? What what kind of words can you give us, man, ASAP first? It's the
0: same type of impossibilities that I, I was faced with too. It's come it's conditioning. I had to break a lot of conditions and traditions to like, you know, find my truth. And my truth is like in my art and just like who I am and what I could show the world to be. That's why we artists, because we show communities in the world that you could be who you want to be, and there's another way. We design, we architects. We design uh, how we see the world. So, I mean, for me, I always had that vision as a kid, and not only that, I had a mother and a father that was on the same time. My mother was more clerical, and she always had a job, and she worked super hard. You know, I had um, a single mom, But my father was still in my life. He showed me a lot of things as well. My mother kept the roof over my head. My father showed me um, how to hustle, how to make t-shirts and print, and you know, how to uh, not take loans and and kind of build things for myself, not owing nobody no money, not doing none of that. So he installed, both of them installed a lot of, um, I just got a lot of uh, juice from them. I got a lot of different, you know, isms from them. So I just always held dear to that. I was not one of them kids that I, like, I had to get burned to, fit, like, you know, to know that that shit was hot. Like, I I listened to my parents because I always wanted to get ahead. So I was like, what's the best way to get ahead? I'm a logical thinker. Like, my friends, they want to get burned. I'm like, I'm cool on getting burned. Like, I'd rather, like, skip the line and and get ahead. (laughs) So I listened to my parents. I'm like, they obviously was here 30 years for a long ass time, they know yeah. better than me. That was so obvious to me, so I didn't have to, you know, get hurt or fall in pit, too many pits. You understand what I'm saying? And, you know, yeah. I, I come from Harlem. You know, I heard shootouts every day. I go to a cookout, and just to get fly, you know that you was going to hear gunshots. You know, you, you know you was going, you know that's, we, we used to risk our life to go to picnics. That's what I am saying. plain That's Jam. right. <laughs> we used to, have to risk our life just to get, yeah. just to get fresh, to see some girls. Like we used yeah. to risk our life. That's another thing is like, we was taught to, uh, I was taught to, to look the, the, the other direction and go the other direction if I seen a funk was, you know, on the corner or something like that. Like I don't run to the problem, I, I just get away from it. So I, like, you know, it was it started in my house. Like my, my household, my mother, she installed a lot of that shit in me. My father installed the hustle in me. And then um, I think my father installed the audaciousness—is that even a word? Audacious. I think it's like it's like the audacity. Mm-hmm. I'm just like doing. it's just like yeah, it's like the he made me courageous in a way where like one one day like I woke up and I seen a man in my mom's bed and he had like extension braids looking like Stevie Wonder or some shit. I'm like, mom, who the fuck is in the bed? Like like who's in the bed? That ain't my father, but it was my pops with some long ass braids. Uh-huh. He just woke up. He just woke up one day and had a vision for braids. Yeah, and, like he just ran with it. He just wanted to do what yeah. he wanted to do. Later, later yeah. on, I found out that like my uncle was running away from the cops. So like, yeah, he might, like he went and got braids, and my father did it with him, type thing. Yeah. But still, like, just to even think like that, he was like, he just followed his heart, and that's how I am. I follow my heart and my gut and um every time i didn't follow my gut it was just bad for me i got jumped or some shit. like something was telling me get off the block and i got jumped or like it just turned out bad the label would pick out a record and i knew it wasn't the record i'm just trying to you know work with the label and let them you know feel like they're doing something but like every time i felt like it wasn't it it really wasn't it so yeah yeah i just learned to really follow my gut and even, like, coming up in Harlem, like, with the fashion and all of that shit like that. They used to call us gay for, like, wearing the clothes we wore and we'd get into fights because of that shit. But they just didn't understand It was another world out there, like, there's Soho and there's model girls out there. Like, I bring yeah. girls back to the block and they think they was my friends, but them my chicks. I'm telling they girls about shit that's going on, Celine Bags and Prada and... Margella and all of that shit, like that. They just yeah. they couldn't have that conversation. And I was advanced. Yes, yes. And art and fashion. I went to art school. My I went to school of art art and design. The same school that Issa, uh, not Issa Laurent, the uh, uh, Donna Karen went to. Jay Mills went to that school. Fabulous went to that school. And uh, uh, Prodigy went to that school. Both both Mob Deep Prodigy and Havoc went to that school. Like a lot of Pharrell March went to that school. A lot of people went to that school. So I went to art and design. I majored in fashion and fine arts. as my major. So my dad owned a store called Ferg Apparel. He designed as well. He made all of the fly shit. Um, I feel like Puff got a lot of inspiration from my dad cause he was hanging out with my pops. My father was a little older. He would take him around Harlem and shit like that. Um, this was back in the days. Like he was down, Puff was down with a crew called Butt Naked Crew. And they used to be mm-hmm. throwing all of these parties and shit, but he also used to hang out with my pops. My father had a crew called Same Gang. It's very similar to ASAP, where it's like a collective of like dope uh, individuals that just do shit and throw parties and invite all of the girls yeah. and throw cookouts and shit and have 50 buses going to Bear Mountain wet t shirt yeah. contests. Yeah. 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 This was back in the days where like Frank, of course. uh, uh, when, when, uh, what's his name? Uncle Luke was like turning up and shit, like everybody was on that time, yeah. he was on that time. So yeah. my father did the Bad Boy logo for Puff, and he did the Cats logo for Andre Harrell. So I grew up around a lot of music because they would send him a lot of free music, albums and shit like that. To be listening to that shit, I didn't know who Biggie was. I just knew that it was this white CD with a brown baby with an afro mm-hmm. on the front. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's all I remembered, but I didn't know that I was listening to Ready To Die or listening to Mary J. Blige 411, or listening to Fuji's, or listening to Total, or listening to uh, Heavy D, uh, Teddy Riley. I didn't know what I was listening to until like, I was old enough to know what I was listening to and do my own due diligence on it. So that's a bit of history for me. And I come from yeah. Harlem, of course. Yeah, so ASAP
1: Ferg, man, I just want to start off by saying your father, Your mother, it makes me understand even more. You feel me? You in Harlem, I'm in freaking. I had left Brooklyn, I was in New Jersey, in Newark. And my father, his whole thing was like he always wanted to save the hood. So what he did was he would build, like my daddy put a church in the hood. And that's fire. Hood Pope shit. Yeah, he was like, yeah, he'd be like, yo, I'm gonna put a church. And so in Newark, We lived literally 1108 South Orange Avenue, car theft capital of the world, um, at the time, New Jersey Drive. My dad, one day, we driving from East Orange and he sees a burnt funeral home. And he's like, the Lord has given me a vision. We're going to move here. Dude, my dad literally moved us inside of a funeral home. So we lived on a burnt, in a burnt funeral home in 1108 South Orange Avenue. And at the time, my dad vision was like, he gonna take this funeral home and he's gonna turn it into a church. You know what I mean? And I thought my dad was fucking out of his mind. I was like, dude is moving us into a funeral home. And you're like 15, 16. And the worst thing you want as a 16-year-old is for you to be walking out of a fucking funeral home and for a girl to see you. Like, as a that's like a, a that's like suicide, it's tragedy, you know what I'm saying? So every right, day and sure. going to school, I would have to sneak outside, you know what I'm saying, before all of the other students went, you know, so we
0: wouldn't be called the Haitians Adam family, right? And ta-ha. That's kind of fire, though. You should make a a cartoon based on that. Yo, well, with your creativity...
1: I have uh, have my creative director right here. I ain't worried about it. Let's do it. I can't wait. I can't wait. So, in the hood, we had an Irish pub on the right side, and on the left side, we had a, a, a mob family that literally ran a section. And one Saturday... It's 2 o'clock in the morning. I look at the funeral home in the backyard, and I see all these Eldorados, right? And I see my father said, whose is these cars? And I watched enough mob movies to know those Eldorados, know Eldorado, you know what I'm saying to <laughs> you? Like, yeah, when I'm telling was. you, like, 200 Eldorados. So my father said, I go talk to them. You come with me now. And I'm just showing you, like... So when I'm listening how your pops and how you move... So my dad literally goes... And he goes to where they run in the numbers... And he knocks the door. And um, he's like... The dude opened a little thing... And he was like, who's... Who you are? Uh, my father said, who's Scott's... I those it, over there. And the dude go, Jimmy, it's the minister. I think you have to come in the front and have a talk with him. So Jimmy comes to the front... And my father said, look... All these cars here. I want all these cars moved. And Jimmy goes, come on, Pastor. I'm Catholic. Don't you see the cross? Can't we work something out? And my father said, These cars move right now, or I call the police. And Jimmy said, Look, every Sunday, minister, you don't have to tell me I'm gonna come see you. Dude them dudes would have an envelope for my daddy every Sunday. And what's deep about that, which um, people don't talk about, is the mob actually helped fund what became the Church of the Nazarene on the block in 1108 South Orange Avenue. So we couldn't even see. I only tell you that because when you tell me how your pops was moving, it's deep because all my father saw was if he he ain't see the burnt funeral home. He saw that big parking lot. And as his brain, if he can buy that lot, then all he do is just make people pay him until he can build the church. So today, we got one of the finest churches in the OA South Orange Avenue. And I only say wow. that because of the, the entrepreneur spirit of when I'm hearing, you know, the movement of your dad and understanding, you know, your mom too. So... For me, it's definitely um, incredible. I had Lena Way on my show, right? And she's amazing, queen of slim, the shy, amazing. And I told her, look, in high school, they consider me a weirdo, right? Because I would come in with my long trench coat, my derby hat. I was listening to Culture Club, Boy George, you know what I mean? Or I had my fake English oxen in acting like I was Cockney, you know? And at times, I would literally take Four days and play hooky and be with a girl just to come back, you know what I mean? And they go, yo, where you been? I'd be like, what you mean where I've been? I've been in London. And they like, this kid is really <laughs> out of his fucking yeah. mind, right? So so yo <laughs> That's hilarious. Yo, so That's fire. I say that. Yeah, I say that because even though we was in different places, I would say from the fashion to the clothes to the the ideology of just listening to Mm -hmm. how you're moving. Um, There's something about you that reminds me of punk rockers, right? Because at the end of the day, I could always relate with the era of the movement. And I'd be like, yo, a punk rocker is not necessarily a white person. This is what I'm explaining. I said a punker is a rebellious person. That's right. It's a mindset. It's a mindset. So I think we both are punkers. So that's another connection that we have. Yeah. And I think that's why I could... I could definitely relate to you. They you say sometimes, punks. you punks 100%. Inside of your song, you know, I listen to lyrics very deep, man. And I hear uh, there's, you know, I'm not sure if you're Muslim. You know, if you, you know, I, growing up, my father raised us Christian, right? Today, I could just say I'm a spiritualist, right? I believe in good, and bad doesn't weigh within the same space. You know what I'm saying to you? And constantly believe in my belief. What's your ideology, man, as far as, like, how you feel about spirituality? And um, and what do you categorize, like, yourself as?
0: Well, I, I could agree with you. Uh, more spiritual than anything. Like, I feel like uh, religions divide us. But uh, I have... My my grandfather that passed away was a Muslim, yeah. and my grand my grandmother practiced with him. My cousin, which is my assistant, is a Buddhist.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, my other uncle, my un- my uncle was a, a a Baptist, and I went to Catholic school. So <laughs> it's like you know I don't got a chance to study everybody, and just uh, along the lines of me just studying life and just people that always had charisma to me, like Gandhi or like Malcolm X, or like uh, Martin Luther King, um, or uh, Marcus Garvey and the Garveyites. You sing about the Garveyites. Like, I study all of these people that that had, you know, pull. You know, I study everybody. The uh, Elvis, Andy Warhol, Basquiat, Jeff Koons, whoever you want to talk about. Fashion designers, the good and the bad and the ugly. I study everybody. Because I just want to know how people think and how, to, uh, and, and how um, they make people tick. I think if I wasn't a rapper, I'd be a psychologist. And I think that's how I'm able to make a hit. It's because, one, I got a gift. But two, I know how to channel into that gift. I know how to tap into people's subconscious in a way where it's like, I can see what makes them tick. Because it's, it's psychology for me. Music is psychology for me. It's like, how are you going to know what to give people if you don't know what they want? You got to study the people. History is important, right? Because at the end of the day, if you don't
1: understand the mindset of what certain people do, how the hell would you liberate your people? Because at the end of the right. day, if, you, if you're going to bring some form of like nuance and some form of leadership to people, um mm-hmm. you have to understand the past so definitely i
0: understand yeah. like, what you're saying even when you're looking for when you're looking for confidence in yourself like you know during a time like this a lot of a lot a lot of us is getting killed off like they treat us like we aliens that that's invading the earth and they just want to wipe us off the earth I'm talking about black people um you know that 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 can do a lot it's, it's it's like back in the days with the the Willie Lynch letter like when you know we was on a plantation and they would embarrass us in front of our wives and our children to put people in line and it's all conditioning like when i look at instagram and i see all of us being killed like that shit is like desensitizing us i don't even like to watch that shit because it's 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 desensitizing us it's 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 to it's designed to make us feel like this shit is normal, but it's really not normal. So that's why I'm super positive. And I just try to bring light into the world because I know it's so much darkness. I don't understand it, but I do kind of understand it because with dark, we have light. And without light, you want to know what dark is. It's like the yin-yang shit. It's like, you got to have a balance in the world. There's always going to be some bullshit. And plus hurt people hurt people. I understand all of that. But the thing is, What I'm here to do and my purpose is to bring joy to the world. And, you know, white people, black people, everybody, I bring joy. Like, racism is taught. That shit is not, you're not born being racist. That's not, like, a thing. It's being taught, so we got to unteach these things. When I'm at my shows and I'm turned up and I, I got, like, all of these people in the arenas and they just going crazy and they reciting my lyrics and all of that, that shit is church but everybody, everybody's going crazy. And that's a moment of time where we could escape from the fucking harsh realities of the world. So my whole thing is like um, to spread light, man. I wanna wanna be a light spreader. When we show up, my, my gift, man, at
1: 50 years old is like when I show up in anywhere, Abu Dhabi, like you, Germany, anywhere, and I get on that stage pick up that instrument, put my hand up, and I look at the crowd. I don't see no colors. All I see is a flea of love and energy. And so to your point,
0: yeah, ain't nobody born no racist. Because love is key. Period. Look at Bob Marley. We we seen his documentary. Love is key. Well, they try to off him, too, because it was too much love.
1: 100%, man. Oh, yeah, so peep it. I had some battle rappers in my studio on a lighter note, right? I'm like a big fan of battle rap. So people don't know that about the Fugees. I came up battle rapping. Me too. So when, when, when we see each other like face to face, we're going to like bar up. Oh, Ooh. I can't wait. And I'm you, a freestyle. And you got to be out. I, I can't wait to have you at the house because I, I was it right looking now. forward to
0: you coming. We can do it right now. Go in. I want all the smoke. Wide cleft. I'm like, why is you a chef? You ain't cooking up nothing. You fronting. Matter of fact, you be running. My niggas on the block will cut you like a pumpkin. I don't give a fuck. You sweeter than a pumpkin. Yeah, you acting like you stunting with a little Bugatti in Abu Dhabi. Motherfucker, I'll body you. Come through, hit you with the two two like Marty do. Listen, you know how I come through, block, hit you with the one two. Like what you gonna do? I got one two for you. I got one two for your crew and your boo boo too. And you do do too. Matter of fact, I don't see you dudes. You might be. <laughs> I could keep going forever. Yo, man. it's so funny, man, that you said I'm the
1: one too, right? But I'm the one and I know what you think of me too. Ferg, but in this game of numbers, they could only be a few. I'm the Trinity now. You guess the riddle, kid. One man on two sticks. What's that? The crucifix. At least that's what they taught me in Sunday school. Forgive my foes. Fives pointed at Pinocchio's nose. Now Ferg skipped the six go to seven. That's the number of completion. Adam ate the apple so they cast him from the garden of Eden. Jealousy got him waving his nine. Cain kills Abel. He a ten man. His heart pumps oil. When it come to freestyle, trust me, I'm insane. Far from a pumpkin, I'm more like a Jack-O-Lane. I keep it green White cleft at MC. Yes, in Abu Dhabi. I had a jet, never Bugatti. That shit costs too much. i rather buy buildings so I could save all the money for my children
0: and they children's children's Train. bars. <laughs> you talking about sticks, paws. And my crucifix, your whole crew i fix. I don't give a fuck about your mix. I make shit cold and hot at the same time like Vicks. <laughs> Matter of fact, I'm hotter than grits. You can't diss. You see all of this gliss. This, nothing on the wrist. But my grills cost about 100 <laughs> bricks. t Nights used to whip the bricks. Now he... On my tour with the motherfucking chicks, <laughs> do I gotta go down the list? Do I even talk with a lisp? Song with Nas, song with Nicki, called Hips, out right now. Better go get it. <laughs> I'm for
1: sure gonna go get it. <laughs> <laughs> Bar
0: God. I love you, boy. Yeah, <laughs> love you too, man. Yo, so we gonna wow. wrap up. I can say I went bar for bar. We with bar, man. Wyclef listen, man.
1: Young. Yo, man. So I look forward to seeing you at my house, man.
0: I, I can't happen. wait. We gotta do a song too.
1: It's fur. Yeah. It's suffering. Yo, Wyclef, I love you, you man.
0: I love you too, man. I Dope. appreciate you. I love you, so I'm also, gonna- I, Also, I was speaking about you to Young Thug. That's uh, my heart. Two days ago. Yeah, I love him. Yeah, I said, I said you're like a New Day uh, Wyclef. Of course. He said, oh my gosh, yes, that's the OG, of course, yes. Yeah, that, that's my heart. Just like that. I love
1: that, yeah, I love him to death, man. <laughs> cool. Yeah. All right, so we, we'll stay
0: locked in. All right, no doubt. Peace, right. love, love you. Love. Peace,
1: gang shorty you guarantee guaranteed to be hypnotized by the remix that wide clip provide I don't care about your sides girl shake your thighs all I'm trying to do in the hood is stay alive so I'm about to put y'all on to a very talented young man named Price so writer producer and he got bars I heard it I'm always excited by i call it like the full package i call these kids like the superheroes right so when i came in the game it's like i wanted to do everything and i was like why can't we do everything um 2009 the, he had a duo he was part of the duo they signed to interscope records and there's a record called um teach me how to jerk um i don't know if y'all heard it i heard it it was super dope but what i'm excited about is this is his first solo album so Let's check out Price, because the reason why I want everybody to check this out, I remember what my first solo album was like. It was like, I was like, okay, I got to break away and make a statement, right? And so let's all give him a big hug. Welcome his freshman project. The single is called Mu Fasa. Let's get into it. Salute Price.
0: Freeze, 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 freeze.
1: Everything the light touches, you know that's our kingdom. I gotta put life in these babies. I'm praying that
2: I don't go crazy. I'm praying my bro don't betray me. I wanna spend time with my lady, but I've been patrolling the land. We gotta sleep by hyenas. I cannot be showing my hand. Fear by the masses, so you know that there's nothing left you could prove. Gotta spend time with my son and teach him how to hunt for his food. Telling me you always got answers with him. They write in the stars, but you can't trust all in your family. Some of them might leave you with scars. And every time I need advice, I just look up. Zzzzzzzz.
1: <laughs> Shot your bullet, but the
2: bullet went yeah. Desperado New, New work for I pull out
1: my gun and pluck two like true boys Hi, Y-Class Cello You don't even know where I got that from Cello? Yes
2: It's from um, somebody from TV way, way back in the day Cello. What's his name? Hmm? What's his name? Cello Rollo?
1: I got
2: Is that from the show, Good Times. Oh, JJ. Yeah, yeah. JJ, 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 There's something that I want to get into today, and it's about whether or not you think you're ever too old to be a hip-hop head. Right? So I my son's 19 years old, right? And my son produces, he raps, he's in college, he's in the... Think of everything that is happening in hip-hop culture. And when he was younger, oh my God, he used to be so embarrassed that his mom would wear the same Jordans as him or be buying the same hoodie, right? (laughs) Now, it's really cool because I'll buy a hoodie and he would like to make sure that he got the same hoodie. Now I'll get Jordans because it was easier for me to get them because I wear the last kid's size and (laughs) he can't get it because he wears a size 13. And so then we gotta like struggle to find his, right? So, but what that brings me to is he was embarrassed because for a while he felt like I was too old to be wearing things that look like they're representative of like hip hop culture. I was too old to be a hip hop head, right? <clears throat> mm-hmm. and, and I've talked to many people about it and I've heard many opinions about that. And there's millions of people who would agree that like, you can age out of, of being a hip hop head, like they like to call it. Mm-hmm. But-
1: I agree with that, you can.
2: I, I don't agree with that. And I'm going to tell you why I don't agree with that. OK. OK. When I was growing up, what my mom played every Sunday in the kitchen was the music that she grew up on, right? So now when my mom's in her 30s and her 40s, and she's still listening to Marvin Gaye, who then was passed away, and Al Green, and The Temptations, and and Anita Baker, and all, everything that she grew up on, I never thought she's too old to be listening to The Temptations. She's too old to be an R&B head. I just knew that that's the music that she grew up on. So then you take my me. The very first song that ever affected me, like like chilled me to my bones, like made me stand still and literally put my ear up against the radio to try to like hear all the words. Right? I hear this thing come across the radio like I never heard before. I'm a kid. And it goes, because I'm Curtis Blow and I want you to know that these are the breaks. <laughs> I'm like, what is that? Mm-hmm. And I listen. And at the time, there was no streaming. The only way I was gonna hear that song again is if I waited by the radio to hear that song again. And then if I could get my <laughs> tape recorder with me and press the record button in enough time to get that song on my cassette tape so I could play it over and over until I could learn the lyrics. Right? Mm. This is the day I fell in love with hip hop.
1: Understood.
2: Okay, this is what I grew up on. This music, this culture. When am I supposed to, if my mom, wasn't supposed to age out of her love for '60s and '70s R&B. Why am I supposed to age waters, out of my right? love for hip hop?
1: Baby, please don't go. Baby, please don't go. My waters. So um, I think it's two. Let's t- get into it. Yeah, I think it's two tiers to it. I could speak about it because, you know, like I'm a culture bunny like you, so mm-hmm. it, it makes a lot of sense. What I mean by there's two tiers to it is just say like, if you a Fuji fan, mm-hmm. like you like Top Tribe Called Quest, you like De La Soul, you like all of that. Um, I'm not expecting you to grow out of that side of the hip hop culture, mm-hmm. but when you was that age, you was embedded in every part of the culture. Yes. So what happens is when you get older now, you get a job. You get a job, you go get kids. You get a kid, you work in nine to five. You no longer at that age, where you constantly hopping from club to club constantly turning the radio on and out so you get stuck in an era Mm
2: -hmm.
1: of like that so like so when you told me about your mom and them they're stuck in in an era that plays part of the culture Uh but being embedded and infused inside of the entire culture up to now is sorta like what makes you a cool mom to your son, Mm -hmm. because it's like, you'll be like, okay, this is Mary J. Blige, then you'll be like, this is her, you know what I mean? Yeah. Then you'll be like, oh, this is Gunner, this is Thugger, you know, this is a little uzi right? Like, I could keep going, like your your DMs and stuff. But um, the average person, and it's funny because I was having this conversation the other day, and somebody was like, yo, I miss 90s hip-hop. Mm-hmm. That was the era when hip-hop was so real, you know, like everybody was saying something, it was crazy mm-hmm. and all of that. But I think that you are rem- you reminiscing on a certain era, right? So if we could say jazz, you don't necessarily, if you're a jazz head, you don't grow out of jazz, but you're celebrating an era. Mm-hmm. So the hip-hop culture and the phenomenon of when curtis blow started out with these are the braids have progress three trillion percent ahead and what that means is hip-hop is on every corner of the globe right and celebrated all the way up to someone that's 65, 70. Like they can go back and be like, oh, I like this record to a kid that's six or seven. So what I mean by you can grow out of hip hop is you literally can grow out of a modern culture as it changes because if it's a Fuji head right now, listening to this, they're like, yo, when is the score coming out, the score two? They don't have a clue. That passed the score, I done did another sixty million album worth of sure. work. I'm just showing you because it's like they call, if you did like, oh, did you know why Clef Jean has a song by Young Thug named after him? They'd be like, When did that come out? And it's not they fault, but it's it's sorta of like, it's funny, okay. So the other day, I'm with one of my partners. He's a big Ferrari head. His daughter calls him and she's 19. Mm-hmm. And he goes, I'm with Wyclef Jean. And you don't know <laughs> who Wyclef Jean. She like, Dad, you with DY Clev Jean, the one that has a song that that uh, Young Thug made about him, that if I was president Wyclef Jean, you need to do your research, Dad, <laughs> right? So once again, but if I checked out after yeah. the score, And I was gonna tell you these Vietnam stories about, yo, man, the year so-and-so, you know, we had something, we came out. So I always said that there's two kind of legends, right? Mm -hmm. There's the legends that live in that space of nostalgic where you constantly are thriving to learn. Like if you meet Stevie Wonder, like he's always wanting to know what the next thing is. And he's constantly thriving to do it. Then you have other people that are just content with their era and their music. Mm -hmm. And they don't want to listen to anything else. So I think with my debate, and when you say you don't disagree, I agree with you 100% that the Mm. music that you live by, you live, but what they don't keep up with is the modern culture as it constantly changes.
2: Okay, so see, for me, loving that culture and loving that music doesn't keep me stuck in the era that I fell in love with it. Okay, so you mentioned Lil Uzi Vert, right? Me and Lil Uzi Vert, we shop at the same stores, okay? That's... So when, when I post up a side-by-side on Instagram, I get my DM from <laughs> Lil Uzi Vert about my outfit, and then, now, and then okay, we and the fashion. Okay, but what I'm saying fashion. to you
1: is, real quick, you do that but the average if there's fuji heads that are listening right now yeah out of a hundred percent and you was to tell me make a hypothesis yes how many of them are doing side picks (laughs) and understanding what the kids are wearing right they're going to be like yo maddie but you no, you'd be like, these kids are like punk rockers, you know, back, because you keep up with the culture. And all but I'm my saying is, the point is, is yeah.
2: many of us do. Many of us do. And many of us who were Fuji heads, right? Who, take me, who was a Fuji head and then never heard the Carnival album until I started working with you. I'm, I'm one of the people that you're talking about.
1: No, actually, you're not. <laughs> I am. Um, the people that I am talking about are the people when I went on a cruise. Where?
2: Oh, uh-huh. Yes,
1: this is very important. Because OK, OK. What this is going to do is it's going to, to have those people that I'm talking about now, they are going to do research. Yes. And they are going to discover new music. This is important. I so, agree. So, all right, I was on a cruise. And that cruise that I went through was an incredible cruise. Mm-hmm. Um, even though I don't like boats, and I was performing on there, and I was with Dougie Fresh, mm-hmm. and this lady got on the elevator after I performed, and she came. She said, "Oh my God, you are better than Dougie Fresh. I didn't know you play guitar," and I'm like. First of all, I'm not better than Dougie Fresh, miss. Um, Dougie Fresh is the greatest. But I use that example to show you like this woman doesn't know who little Uzivert is, she doesn't know who Kendrick is but she knows who Dougie Fresh is. Right. And, and, and this gap that we have, in order to have communication with a lot of the youth yes. and a lot of conversations, yes. we have to embrace this new generation. So at the end of you the day... You
2: are making my point, but keep I'm going. saying
1: they are not as hip as you are And in order to get them that hip, right? They are not this hip because... When you look at the reality of the world and the statistics of the rate of job employment and different things that a mother has to do to support their kids, Mm -hmm. nine times out of 10, single moms, right? Or even in my my case, which situations they don't talk about, my my friend is a dad, but he raised all his kids. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) We don't hear about that side of it. I'm saying that those people don't have time. So at the end of the day, I do feel like they do check out at a certain time. Yeah. That's what I mean.
2: Yeah. However, the point, my point, my most basic point to all of this is for the millions, the millions upon millions of us who grew up on hip hop, who listened to the Sugar Hill Gang and Curtis Blow, who now listen to Gunna and Lil Uzi Vert. There are millions upon millions of us who still love the kind of music we grew up on. We, and, and I don't know if it's about whether or not we have time, it's about we still listen to music, we still listen to radio, we, so we hear what the new songs are. And for me, the most basic thing I love in a song, right, is you You know what's the most basic thing I love in a song. What, what's to me, like, what's the most important? The hook? The drums. Okay. The, the drums. Like, it's, it's, yes, the hook is important, but I am obsessed with drums in, in any song.
1: Now, so, it's so important that whoever is listening to mm-hmm. this... Um, fully understands, like, I am not knocking you and the other million people that you know. I bet you they <laughs> no. all are musically and music industry savvy. They are within the culture. Yeah. They understand the pulse of the culture. Yeah. But the average consumer who hasn't been fortunate enough mm-hmm. to be like us, to be able to keep up, there is a huge gap. And the thing that we hear and run that bat that we want to do is make sure that we close the gap. Yeah. And I'm going to give you one last example. Okay. That gap and that space that I told you about is so real, right, that the combination of what started to close it up was versus.
2: Mmm. That's a whole other thing to no, get into. No, we'll get
1: into it, but all I'm saying is that person was looking at Babyface and Teddy Riley, mm-hmm. there's no way they know who Kodak Black is, is all I'm saying to you. I know who Kodak Black is, and you do, and if you was to make me a bet, I promise you, i bet you them Jordans, that you probably get 10% of those people that would know who are Kodak, who could even tell you a Kodak Black song. I, I, I would be part of it, but I'm just saying.
2: I can't disagree with you, but how about this? The Snoop Dogg and DMX versus same age range as Babyface and Teddy, right? Snoop and DMX, aren't they in the same age group? No. They are. No, they're not.
1: Yes, they are. No, they're not. They're in the
2: same age group. No. Oh, well, maybe not as Babyface, but remember, Teddy is a lot younger than Babyface. Yeah.
1: And and then all I wanted to say is, um, and this is good because as we are debating this, yeah. People online are debating just like we're going at it. <laughs> so that's what makes this dope. But okay, this is what I'm gonna say. Babyface, um, Teddy Riley, New Jack Swing, yes. Babyface dominated the whole R&B era. Then, you know, years later, yeah. um, the chronic comes, you know, Snoop becomes a phenomenon, DMX becomes a phenomenon. Mm-hmm. So the generation gap is very huge. Even with sounds I was managing
2: Blackstreet at the same time as DMX music was coming out, 1,000%. I know, because I used to get in trouble for bumping DMX harder than I was bumping my own sound. Now, stuff. why did you get in trouble? Okay, so because I was a managing an R&B group. That's no, what I No, because was you was to.
1: embedded in the culture, and you always knew what was next, Yeah, even yeah. when people was not moving, they were standing still. Whether if you was telling Teddy Roddy, like, look, you know, there's this cat named Jay-Z, you might want to bring him in to write for Queen Penn. Yeah. Whether if it's you bumping DMX, my point is you are a culture bunny, so you are completely embedded in this. But my the average is- person who has no job, you know what I'm saying? And they got to raise their kids. They grew up on one time, Two <laughs> times they done have checked out. Ms. This is Madeline. like our
2: first time to agree to disagree. Of course, My man. point is the. People, you know I gotta
1: start a show, Madeline. The people Maddie, who can were I start watching my show, please?
2: Snoop and DMX, they would know. Many of them would right. know who Kodak can Black I, can is. Can I please start my show? That's my
1: point. Can I start my show now? Yeah, you okay. can. Okay, freak, Kodak Black, Madeline. This will continue. Love you. Bye.
2: My God, thank you so much for having me again on Run That Back.
1: Yeah. Sneakers took it. First thing I did was got my first device When it comes to freestyle, I never think twice This one, Maria Maria, one night There's a movie called West Side Story I was watching I was like Stop the looting, stop the shooting Pick on the corner While the rich is getting richer the poor is getting poorer. So me and Maria on the corner. Looking the ways to make it better. I look up in the sky. Hoping that there's a paradise everybody like a la binga, mama chella, mama chella. A oula binga, mama challa, east coast. A oula binga, mama challa, mama chella, eh. Hey. Maria, Maria, yeah, hi. She reminds me of a West Side Story Growing up in Spanish Harlem, yeah She living the life just like a movie star, yeah Maria Maria, oh I She fell in love in Easterly To the sound of the guitar, yeah back on Okay, it's time for me to leave. It's usually my saddest moment, but yet my happiest, because I get to toast. ASAP Ferg, what could I say? I learned so much about you, my brother. Incredible. Harlem is so fly. Raise up the glass to ASAP Ferg. And if y'all come to Wyclef Concert and y'all see my beard is green, y'all already know the swag straight out of Harlem.
0: Respect.